of Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. Happy 2020. I'm back and awakened from my annual hibernation, and I hope everyone's had a great start to the new year. I know I have, as I've recorded these fresh new episodes to kick off the start. I have to tell you, it's going to be a huge year. We have so much going on, it seems, in positive ways, like all the awesome albums arriving, and then also in some challenging ways, too, like the coming U.S. elections and everything that comes with that. As we move into this time, it's crucial for us to remember two things. Use our voices and love what makes them ours. We need to join the voices of those who are marginalized and those who are being ignored, but by helping them get louder, not by speaking over them. And when we hear something special, whether it's music or someone who's working for change, it's up to us to support them. That's what this platform has always stood for, and that's what it'll continue to be in 2020. We're helping non-men, people of color, and LGBTQIA voices across access a platform that is their own, where they can speak on what matters to them. So let 2020 be the year of strength, solidarity, and support. And cherish what you love. Cherish what makes you excited about music, art, culture, politics, whatever. Just give it your all this year. This week's guest embodies so much of that for each other and their local music community in Minneapolis. I'm joined by KT, Kate, 
Taylor, and Katie of Vile. The four pieced form to create music that represents them, and they've not only fostered that, but also a close friendship that shows in just how they talk about each other and to each other. Uh, Vile talked to me about their fall debut, Grow Up, along with some of what motivates and inspires them. So with that, let's turn it over to Vile now. persuasion how are things going things are going well thanks for having us yeah of course um so for everybody listening let's do a quick round of introductions for who all we're talking to here on this uh recording i was about to say this evening because we're recording in the evening (laughs) but you know it works (laughs) okay well we're vile and i'm kt uh do you want us to like say our instruments or what yeah okay i'm KT and I play guitar and I do a little singing. I'm Kate. I play bass and I do a little yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Taylor. I play guitar and I do a little singing. And I'm Katie and I play drums and I also sing. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Y'all are all so gifted, honestly, between your instruments you that so you much. have throughout and seriously the harmonizing I'm like obsessed with. <gasps> oh my god, thank okay. you. That's you, Katie. <laughs> I do a lot of harmonizing all of them. Sounds so, so good. Well, I'm so excited to be able to talk to y'all. How are things in Minneapolis? That's where you're based out of, right? Yeah. Things are cold. Things are snowy. We're prepping for a blizzard tomorrow. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, everything else is pretty good. pretty good. 
Seems yeah. alive and well. <laughs> I'll have to send you some warm vibes from here in Florida, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh please. please. We need anything we can get. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Well, um, I'm so excited to be able to get into it. So let's just go for it. Uh, I kind of want to hear it from each of you. How did you first get into music? Ooh. <laughs> um, I've been interested in music for my whole life. It's kind of been like a focal point within like the past four or five years though. Um, and I started out by joining um, this cool organization that me and Kate and Taylor were all a part of um, kind of at different times. Um, but yeah, it kind of, when I joined that, it kind of just re-sparked a spark in me that I had before um, that I didn't realize could like actually become something like this, you know, so. Thank you. Yeah, um, I mean, I've also always really been into music. Um, I really started getting interested into it, it interested in it and like um for like middle school band um a classic a classic situation and then i also started exploring like contemporary modern ish music at that super cool organization that kt mentioned <laughs> and then i actually went to a performing arts high school and i focused on instrumental music there so it was a huge part of my formative like years like growing up and then college i kind of backed off of it just a little bit and then here I am full force <laughs> <laughs> love to hear it yeah um yeah same here it's the same as theirs um we were in the after school program where we just like took classes and uh joined like bands together and played a lot together and that's how we kind of became friends I'm the odd one out <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing piano like classical piano since I was maybe five and then I joined percussion for like band in fifth grade and then I did that for the majority of my life into college and I never really did like drum set until I joined this band I did it a little bit but not a lot and it made me really nervous before I started this band but now it's a lot better yeah <laughs> I love to hear that. Well, it sounds like there have been a really a bunch of really awesome things that have kind of influenced and motivated you over the years. Is there any like um, artists or people in your life or just like music that just kept you motivated to keep practicing and getting better at your instruments? Absolutely. For me, the first one that comes to mind is Bikini Kill. I discovered them when I was like 15. And like, that's what really drove me to like, join the organization, join a bunch of bands. Like I teach for She Rock, She Rock now, um, which is a women's rock and roll camp uh, in Minnesota. And I think it's a worldwide international organization too. Um, but yeah, it has inspired me to do all that. I love Bikini Kill. Um, what, what's funny is that my spark to kind of pick up the guitar again was uh five seconds of summer <laughs> uh, yeah i seventh grade me was was really into them and i thought that the the guitarist of that band was like the best ever even mm. though he's like, pretty pretty mediocre um, <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was my um that was my getting back into guitar band kind of <laughs> yeah, I've got to say a huge influence for me is also 
bikini kill, just like absolutely. A band that I had, I had loved for years, uh, but was the band that like really kind of kicked my ass um, about like my sophomore year in college. Uh, when I saw them live and really got me back into it was Babes in Toyland. Yes. Mm. yes. And just absolute Minnesota icons, punk icons. And I was going through a rough time. And then I saw them live with this one over here. And I was like, it's hard. Aha. I don't know if I really have a band. I think it was just my peers who were also in the music program at school and they were just doing really cool things outside of school and it's like man I, w I wish I could do that too <laughs> and now I do and that's really cool that's so awesome and I know that y'all kind of mentioned that through kind of this organization a lot of you met and were hanging out and becoming friends and stuff but at what point did Vile decide it's time to come together and be a band so I'm gonna start it out <laughs> Taylor and I uh so we knew each other back in high school and we had had a pre-vile iteration of <laughs> music of some sort um that won't be named here but <laughs> after watching a really stellar local show uh they texted me and wanted to start doing music and start doing it seriously when was that that was earlier i think this february this last february mm -hmm. i saw this what you texted me in january january oh. sorry last <laughs> january um and so about a year ago and I said hey I want to kind of do this thing um they're like heck yeah let's get some more people in on this and that's how we formed our little group I love and that then, kind of hitting you up around like the vile anniversary it feels like that yeah. yeah it was really close to it not mine I didn't join until like March. <laughs> like March or May it was one of the M's we can never <laughs> really remember I think, <laughs> I think we started practicing with you in March but we didn't start playing until it, we never played a show until like July, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Very end of yeah. June. So it, we're very we're still like a baby band. For sure. <laughs> it doesn't show at all. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Yeah, they they had uh, trouble finding because uh, they wanted it to be an all femme project, mm -hmm. and they had trouble finding a femme drummer, and so they sort of just threw a hail mary, and they're like, "Let's do it. Let's advertise on Tinder." <laughs> and I, I happened to be on Tinder, and I saw them, and I thought they looked cool and fun. And I was like, that looks cool and fun. I'm going to join. <laughs> <laughs> and then we met up and they liked me and the rest is history. Yeah. Tinder bands are kind of my favorite, honestly, because like <laughs> between that, I feel like it's the cousin of uh, Craigslist bands. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, for sure. It's like the sexier cousin of Craigslist. Oh yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. That's so neat. Well, um, so you mentioned that you kind of started practicing somewhere in the M months and then started playing mm -hmm. some shows. What was your first show like and how have things kind of progressed since then? Oh my gosh. Our first show, we actually, Kate was, I wasn't gone. even there. <laughs> <laughs> they were gone for like the first couple yeah. of our gigging process. But uh, our first show was definitely a show uh, you know uh what, what what else can you say about the first show that you ever played we like, definitely approved a lot oh gosh. So we look back at those videos and we're like we played those songs so slow <laughs> <laughs> we play them so much faster now we're so much more confident too i feel like oh we have like, more confidence to like run around and yell and like i felt like personally i felt like i didn't have permission to be like that like in your face <laughs> and then once it all kind of started to come together and i was like oh no our stage presence has 
oh, definitely yeah. improved. Yes. <laughs> and like from the first show that I played with the band, which was um, early August, August 10th actually, um, I, um, so back in high school and for the um, organization that I was in, I was never able to like play music without crying if it was in front of like multiple people. Like I would just always cry, just like a natural thing. Not a bad thing, but crying. And the biggest thing I noticed was the very first show we played with that I played with the whole band. I didn't cry, but I still oh, wow. wasn't able to move around. Um, but now I can safely say that that has definitely changed. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Do you think it helps being with, like, the right group of people playing music that kind of helps? Absolutely. Yes. Katie yes. can vouch for this. Oh, my gosh. I was in, I, in high school, senior year of high school, I was the drummer for my boyfriend at the time's <laughs> band. They needed a drummer, and I was like, please, I don't want to do this. And he's like, we really need a drummer. I'm like, fine. <laughs> but I just, like, I'm so anxious surrounding drumming because I was so used to like music where you have sheet music and you just play what's on the sheet music and that's it you don't improv at all you don't vibe it out you just like play what's in front of you and so it it stressed me out a lot and that every rehearsal was just so weird and I every time it wasn't their fault but every time I played with them I felt like I was representing my entire gender mm. and I was like if I mess up it means that all girl drummers suck and that's what they're gonna think and that's how they're gonna feel about female drummers in the future and it was so stressful that I was like I'm never doing this again um, and luckily <laughs> I did find that and I, I'm glad I've I've been able to get over that fear because it's it's so much better mm-hmm. I don't feel like any anxiety practicing with you guys not at all yeah no. That's crucial because, like, for you to be able to just grow as both musicians and as a band as a whole, you got to have that really strong relationship and stuff. And it sounds like you've worked really hard to build up, like, stage chemistry and friendship all at once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've become, like, best friends. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's so awesome. And, like, within this last year, you were able to release your first LP, which is fantastic grow up yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you. love that can oh, you like you. yeah can you like walk me through like when you were writing it and recording and putting it all together because that's that's a really awesome turnaround time <laughs> we really shotgun music writing <laughs> we, like, we, multiple songs on that album we wrote in a day like we really <laughs> wrote in a day and then played the next day yeah <laughs> yeah because we didn't have enough songs to fill out our set time for that sure that was a problem that we had quite frequently at the beginning <laughs> of our dating experience and now we have too many yeah, yeah. we we're really fast songwriters because all four of us actually write the songs mm-hmm. and then I mean almost every week someone has a new song that we could just like pitch the group and we almost always just like really love it um grow up was interesting because we spent a lot of time just like not doing anything and just like being bandmates with each other mm-hmm. to the point where i think once like songwriting started it was just like instantaneous riffing off one another it was very quick it was very simple um i remember there was a point where we signed on to our record label i didn't sign on but like started working with our record label and they kind of asked us they're like are you sure you want to release this this quickly like we can push it off we can do some things and we were like no no we want to release this now (laughs) and that's what we did we just uh we filmed like a music video like two two music videos in one week yeah in one week it was so hectic at the end of the week like I was so tired I literally just crashed my car you can't (laughs) I literally just crashed my car 
and it, uh, I, no one was hurt. No, no, was hurt. no regrets except for just one uh, crashing, car. crashing my car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was almost worth it. <laughs> A little bit on like the timeline. Like this one over here is just has like an incredible brain. Like, Whatever is working in there is working like five times the pace as like an average human brain. I don't know. But um the first time that we hung out and like after they messaged me and were like, yo, we should do this, like they already they had a plan. They said, so I think we should get everybody together, start rehearsing, play our first show in like the summer, and maybe like an EP or an LP or something that that like fall. And I was like, yeah, okay, let me just remember how to play the bass <laughs> right on that. Um, oh but they had a timeline, and we vibed it out super hard for the first few months, and then by the time that I came back um, from D.C. from D.C. this summer, um, they were like, yeah, we have these songs, and we have these vibes, and we're going for it. We're already thinking about the EP, and I was like, solid. <laughs> <laughs> what helped was that everything went to plan. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. We didn't really have any, like, hiccups or anything. No. Um, except, except for when we had to get the kids, and that was a stressful situation. Oh, yeah, that was a stressful situation. Um, but One of our music videos has children in it, and we were trying to find children <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it was hard. Um, but because we didn't really have any hiccups, we were able to just go, like, song, 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 record, 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 and then just put it out. Yeah. We also, one of the big things, like, big, I guess, in terms of the album specifically, was that by the time that we were ready to record it, we already had more songs than we needed, mm -hmm. so we had to start cutting it down, which I think was incredible, an incredible problem to have. Yeah. That's awesome. How many did you go in with? We had, like, 10 or 12. Yeah, 10 yeah, 12, 10 12. But cut it down, cut it down to 8. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you record locally, or how long did that take? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we recorded with Abe Anderson from the band Nice. Uh, he oh, was cool. great. Oh, he yeah. was awesome. Um, we went to his little garage in Cannon Falls in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> he absolutely killed our album. He made it. He was so friendly, so and he put up with us so well. <laughs> <laughs> our energy level was just like off the charts and he's such a chill guy that he was just like how many days did it take to record like two and a half yeah, yeah. about two and a half days to record not too bad yeah that's really impressive and like yeah the fact that you worked with somebody that like made you feel comfortable is always crucial because that's where you get your best work out if you have your energy just right, the way that you're describing, nice and high, <laughs> you yeah. get some really great stuff. And that's so awesome to be able to get that done in like two and a half days. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so I was like digging into some of like my favorite songs of the record. It, yeah, it, it does open in French. Yeah. <laughs> that's legit. But I freaking love it because I feel like it describes how so many like non-men feel trying to contribute within like independent music because it's like you kind of get delegated into these weird roles and positions and stuff mm -hmm. I know yeah. from experience like okay the line literally about being a secretary okay <laughs> I know that all too well I have literally had somebody in my dms trying to ask me to make my boyfriend's band respond to emails oh, and I'm like what <laughs> yeah 
not my job. Not my job. I am not the band manager. I know I seem organized, but no. Um, <laughs> so it was such a relief to hear your music where you're like screaming this shit out and just like, you know, identifying all these different aspects of what it is to be like a non-man in music and all the things you have to combat. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We have a lot more angry songs coming up. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm excited to hear them, I'm not gonna lie, because that was just really empowering. Oh my gosh, yeah. DIY is such a fun song, um, just have to add this in here because, I don't know, but we (laughs) recorded it with, uh, Taylor singing it in the recording, and then the rehearsal before our album release show is, um, Hurdy, hurdy, it was poo pooey, and um, so we were all just kind of like, having fun and just singing whatever songs we wanted to. And I was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be like a fun idea if I just like screamed DIY?" Because um, we played a benefit show and I had screamed a cover of Negative Creep, and then we did it in rehearsal. And then everybody was like, "Oh, so that's just, that's the song now." Yeah. And <laughs> so Taylor's never singing that song. Oh, <laughs> that's never. your song now. <laughs> and so now it shows. Uh, it started me like playing bass and singing and then now I can well at the row house or at our album release we started and Taylor plays the bass on it now and it's fun to switch things up so much yeah jam it out it's very screamy now it is very yelly I love that though because it lets you really get those frustrations out and then you're also like supporting each other's creativity and like uh so I like whenever instruments change on stage like that Mm -hmm. whenever people Mm -hmm. just go back and forth because I feel like it just shows the range of the musicians in that way Mm -hmm. oh yeah all of us play multiple instruments I believe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's so cool do you ever teach each other different aspects of your instruments to kind of just like kind of tutor each other I've tried to teach you guys drums (laughs) a little bit (laughs) I don't think any of us could play drums no No. No. (laughs) that's Katie's (laughs) talent <laughs> sorry you're stuck there I, I truly believe that if you get the basic beat down and you learn to play your appendages separately it all sort of snowballs from there I can barely operate my fingers separately <laughs> hey that's good advice for anybody out there who wants to get into like drumming though it's just like that's yeah that's the it's way sort to of a it. it's sort of a learning curve like the first time you're able to play a separate thing with your foot on the bass drum, your left hand on the snare drum, and your right hand on the hi-hat. The first time you're able to do that, it it makes everything else 10 times easier. Huh, that's cool. That's really nifty. Or that's, because... that's how it went for me anyway. Yeah, that makes sense because it's like, I feel like once you can kind of get that motor skill up to where you mm-hmm. can kind of segment those parts of your brain into those motions, you can really start to play and get into just tighter skill. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love hearing that. And I feel like, uh, yeah, DIY was one where I felt like that pace was just up and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, whenever someone's a dick to us at the show, we play it (laughs) extra loud. (laughs) I love it. It's necessary. It's like, this one's for you, asshole. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It makes me want to honestly, like, blare that when I pull up to, like, local gigs. Not that there's, like, like, prevalent where I go. I am fortunate, but... It makes me want to just send the message of, like, this bullshit will not be tolerated. (laughs) We love that. I love that it can be an anthem for that. (laughs) Fuck yeah, I'm going to spread it all throughout the South, that's for sure. Yes! (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, But, oh gosh, it's like, I I literally could talk to you about every single song on this record, because it's like, gosh, just the way that you open um, the record with therapy. 
it's so impressive with the way that this sound just like kicks up and I love the intention behind it the whole like it, I feel like a lot of people are always trying not to like fall back into bad habits and it's interesting because that song comes across like you know the the lyricist of this is like you know what I've got a support system now and that's so fucking cool was that intentional Absolutely. Yes, it was. Uh, it's actually all a true story mm -hmm. of what happened. Um, and they told me, uh, I guess the, what their therapist said. And I was like, what the, which that's is not, that's that's not, it's an awful thing for a therapist to say. <laughs> like, a therapist is supposed to be working on self-acceptance and self-love, not telling you to get back together with someone else. Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I definitely wrote it as in like, I'm a stronger person now. I'm a bigger and I can't, like, I can't do this, and especially not just because, like, someone's therapist said to, and all that kind of stuff. That's so impressive, and I feel like just the music just gets more intense and more assertive throughout the entire song in that way. Was that something intentionally you're trying to do to kind of back those lyrics? Yeah, actually, the very beginning it was something that Kate wrote when they were, like, 16 or 17, so it actually mirrors the place that, like, we were in when this stuff was all going down. So it definitely shows not only the age progression, but also like the intensity progression of wow. what happened when you age and go to Self college. Self-confidence. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love that. I mean, that's a detail that I never would have guessed. And that's so special because it shows your growth. Yeah. It's not even something that I guessed when, like, so when we first, when we first like um, rehearsed, Taylor was like, oh yeah, I have like these lyrics for this song let's put some music to it and sh she starts singing it and I'm like hey wait that first <laughs> part really sounds familiar and like we had like disconnected a little bit like when I went to college and like shortly like that and sh they had remembered the lyrics that I wrote the really shitty depressing <laughs> lyrics that I wrote for this awful song back in high school and we're able to turn it into what it is today and it's absolutely insane and it just makes my heart like warm every time I hear it <laughs> that's so beautiful because you have that connection to it and then like it's character development in music and I freaking love it yeah absolutely that's so amazing that's so awesome and yeah just there's so much within this record that I'm obsessed with and just like closing it with that that self-titled to grow up is just awesome and I feel like it's a lot of that reflection of like embracing adulthood but also looking back and everything that's so freaking cool absolutely um, thank you thank you sorry there's a dog trying to burst in <laughs> that's okay I totally barricaded the door <laughs> I'm um, used to that <laughs> she's a little bit bigger than, um, oh I have a Labrador sleeping in the corner I'm used to it uh, <laughs> I'll show you her after uh, <laughs> oh I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> uh, what made you decide to slip grow up toward the end of the record? It it has a very um, hard, heavy hitting ending. Like it's very heavy, and we just thought it would. I thought I don't know anyone else. I, agree. I thought it yes. Yes. <laughs> very very well contrasted the 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 beginning of the album. That's very soft and. Um, sad and then mm -hmm. the end is very heavy 
Gosh, <laughs> very, very heavy, but also still sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We tend to end when we play live shows, we tend to end the set with grow up too. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, the breakdown at the end is just so, it's just like such a head. Really so fun good. one to end on. When I got back from DC, they had like three or four songs like written and a couple cover songs. And I was just like learning them all in like one day. And then they were like, this is grow up. We end every set with grow up. And I like, I heard it for the first time and I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that makes all sense. <laughs> Where else would you put it? No, it's the perfect ending song. And it ends on just like one like final womp. <laughs> it's I love that. It's a great song. It really is. And I'm so stoked about it, honestly. It's like, uh, Knowing that you end your set like that, too, just feels perfectly poetic, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Well, you've put together a really awesome record here, and um, it's been really awesome kind of getting to know it. Um, I'm kind of wondering, what are some things you've learned about yourselves, like, as musicians or even as a person, as you've, like, uh, put this record out and wrote more songs together? I before this band, before I started writing for this band, I was like, I can't write for shit. No way Mm -hmm. in hell am I ever going to write a good song. And then I started writing songs for Vile, and I was like, damn, this ain't (laughs) ain't half bad. (laughs) So I've I've really progressed as a songwriter, and I'm really proud of myself for that, because I never thought that I'd be able to get where I am Mm -hmm. within songwriting. That's amazing. Um, I mean, I've grown so much from this band, like, personally and, like, as a musician. I mean, I had stopped playing any sort of, like, stringed instruments or in- any music, really, at all when I went off to college. And then, like, three and a half years later, Taylor was, like, banned. And I was <laughs> like, absolutely not. I even tried to quit, actually, um, when we were still, like, rehearsing and before I'd, like, gone to D.C. and they really? wouldn't let yeah. me. I, I called no. them and I was like, I can't do this. I just, I can't do this. And they were like, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> they were right. And just like finding myself getting comfortable in a way that I wasn't on bass or, um, and like vocally, like in a way that I'd never been before in my life. And that's just fantastic. And then also just like the community that we meet like through vile and these three losers right here have just made me like a better person so oh. like not to get like sappy or anything oh. like that um <laughs> yeah that's it oh. end of statement no you guys did it perfectly yes katie has become like a great bass player <laughs> <laughs> katie, i'll say this for katie katie has improved and drumming exponentially. Thank you so much. It, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say this one about Taylor. Uh, they bonk it. They bonk it like crazy on the guitar, and they have a voice of an angel, oh, possibly yeah. the devil. I don't. Oh, no. I don't quite know. Oh, no. And what's yeah. the difference? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but when we were playing our first, or not our first show. It was our album release show. <laughs> Very different things. Um, uh, Taylor's guitar was acting just like a little funky, and it was cutting in and out. And then we were doing DIY, and I didn't have my bass. And they were like the they were holding down the low end, and the guitar cuts out. 
and they just pick up my bass and start just fucking ripping it. <laughs> and I think that that was just like astonishing. I couldn't like fully process it until like I turned around and I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, my roommates like watched the whole thing happen and they couldn't stop gushing about it and it was very smooth. Oh, it, was, it, like, was. it was a good moment. That's <laughs> badass. Photos, you're like, <laughs> that's incredible like just to be able to do that and like improv basically at that point is legit oh, thank you. <laughs> that's so awesome well I talked about so much of like what I love about grow up but I'm kind of wondering what are some of your favorite parts of like this record what are some moments or like songs that really stick out to you so I'm gonna start this one off um I'm gonna say rough really just like as a full song just really sticks out to me and it has since Taylor showed it to me um they showed it to me and they played like the chords on the piano and it was just the lyrics and as soon as they started singing I was like oh oh shit okay this is a song this is a bop and we're a real band now and that like cemented it like during like the rehearsal phase not like it we weren't a real band before that but just like for me personally that was like the time where I was like yeah we're really doing this and then to see how it's grown throughout has just been like a little anchor but aside from that the little riff in Sloshville <laughs> really just goes hard every time and it's like the first riff that I've ever really had to play on the bass and it always gets me yeah, I was going to say awesome. Sloshville. Sloshville is probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Specifically just because the drumming is so fun. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> we originally had it as just a sort of regular 16th note uh, beat where you're doing all 16th notes the whole time. But mm-hmm. then I was like, I can't keep that up. I don't have this stamina. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we switched it to like 16th and then 8th notes. Mm-hmm. And I think it sounds a lot better that way, honestly. And also the the middle part was the first time I kind of really had to play drum fills, mm-hmm. and that originally stressed me out. But now it's it's so fun to just sort of make stuff up on the spot, which is something I never thought I would have been able to do, like maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's one of my favorites. That's a um, lot. Tension isn't my favorite song off the album, but I in I really enjoy the part where everybody comes in with the harmonies mm-hmm. and it I think it's just beautiful the ending is mm-hmm. it's like I don't know sounds like angels a serial. Yeah. yeah you stole mine <laughs> uh, then I'll go with therapy then because I do love the progression of like this this uh semi song that we wrote you know five years ago mm-hmm. kind of coming to fruition in this like coming of age punk song and it really was, like, the punk song that I've always wanted to, like, you know, write and play and all that kind of stuff. And it comes out of something that Kate wrote when we were very small babies. So, yeah, that has to be probably mine. That's so awesome. And I love how, like, these just different parts are so unique and they're really just well-written and truly are unforgettable. Like, everything you mentioned, I immediately could click in my head exactly which part you're talking about. And that was so cool. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So like with that in mind, maybe what's something that you really want your listeners to get out of Grow Up as a record? 
just want them to relate. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's my thing. I want them to relate. <laughs> I mean, I, I really like grow up uh because I feel like it shows a very relatable like I mean, I think any non-man who has existed between the ages of like 16 and 25 can probably find uh like I mean can definitely relate even men even men even men, even men too yeah. um, everybody. everybody can relate absolutely I also just uh I really enjoy it because it's just kind of like fucking do it like <laughs> and just like us as a band we were just like okay we're gonna do this and we're gonna put out this album then and we're gonna fucking go for it and I mean that that is just something everybody should take to heart and keep in the back of their mind just yeah fucking go for it I think it's a pretty good encapsulation of this age that we're in like end of high school college age it's just like you're like well, I don't know where my life is going right now or what I'm doing mm-hmm. or how to navigate relationships or difficult things like that and I just I really enjoy it because I feel like it's such a snapshot yeah of where we are right now mm-hmm. in our lives yeah for sure and with those relationships I think I hear like a lot of like stories and songs about bad relationships and shitty jobs but they're always coming from like the male perspective mm-hmm. and I think it's very awesome to like have this perspective that I can hang on to that I'm like oh this is very relatable to me because it's like you know, femme perspective, which might not be any different, but it's still something to hang on to, to be like, oh, I feel myself is, I feel represented and mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, it sounds like if anything for your band, it's super crucial to have representation of like your voices and others, like the fact that you call out, you know, like whiteness and gender throughout your music and stuff. And like, even in like your bios and stuff, like activism and inclusion and stuff are really important to you and stuff, which I think is crucial when you're going to be involved in independent music, regardless of your background. But like, it's, it's so cool that you have that intention set with like your band and the music that you're putting out there. Um, Was there anything that like made you decide that like, yeah, this is going to be our focus as a band that we want to have this message out there? I think we kind of had that from the very beginning. Yeah. We were like, there's no band. I mean, there there are bands like us, like Bruce Violet. Um, there's a bunch of other all-femme bands around. But I don't know. I was... I think, like, it's always... And inclusion has always been a thing from the get-go. And I think, like, the all-femme specifically, uh, we we did have a drummer... For Katie and for um, one rehearsal, (laughs) for one rehearsal, yes. And I mean, like as you said a little earlier, it's all about the energy and like the energy that we create as a band, and just noticing the difference between that one rehearsal and then. From what I heard, he was not nice. (laughs) (laughs) He was rude. Yeah, he he asked you if you were on drugs. He was like, yeah. It was an interesting time. I was a little too excited, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And just, like, the ability, like, I'm a very nervous person, um, but, like, the ability to be able to just, like, throw all of, like, my deepest insecurities and feelings, just, like, vomit them out in front of people with, Mm -hmm. like, out any fear of being judged for it, like, with these this guy's first and then using that confidence that I build up with them to like throw it in front of other people has been phenomenal. Something I would say also about 
the activism portion is it's it's something that we really couldn't avoid yeah just because being an all-femme band we're going to be treated differently or seen perceived differently than the majority of bands in the scene and we kind of we kind of knew that going in Mm -hmm. but those influences have definitely definitely influenced our music and our newer music too we want to break the stigma of girl bands oh my gosh can i tell you a very quick story (laughs) absolutely i want to we played a show that were that had like like 12 bands probably yeah 12 bands. probably like 12 bands there were zero other zero even like non-men like (laughs) non-men and after our set this dude came up to me from a different band and he was like oh tight set it was really tight and I was like oh thank you and then he goes yeah you know the stereotype about girl drummers is they're not very good but you were good <laughs> oh my and I god was so, I know I was so taken aback that I was just like oh me and me and, Kate, <laughs> me and Kate's roommate were standing like right behind them and we just looked at each other like did that just I, I can't happen? even believe <laughs> someone could be that ignorant that? like oh my god <laughs> like I maybe if I had not been so surprised I would have said something but I seriously was just like oh <laughs> and then I just walked away <laughs> like, I can't believe that they just said that to me that's just trash that's just trash I know right <laughs> I don't think I don't think he meant it to be no, no he, but he didn't was. mean it to be mean it was just so ignorant mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh well hopefully your presence around these idiots will inspire better um better responses and like just an, an awareness of how to like talk to uh non-men music believe me you can talk to us the exact same way that you talk to your dudes mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we played another show and we were setting up our merch <laughs> oh my God. These, these guys in the other room go why are they setting up vials merch i don't even think they're here yet oh my god <laughs> no, no, really? another, another guy the guy next to him goes dude those chicks are vile. <laughs> Ew. Uh, we're not just those chicks. We're not just. We've those. been told multiple times how to like turn on instruments or amps. Yeah. Like, it- <laughs> oh, just the first time that it happened to me was like at a house show, and he was uh, the bassist of the band who had gone before us. Like, came up and he's like, "Oh, let me show you how it works." And I was like, you know, giving him like the best like benefit of the. Out. the benefit of the doubt that I could and I'm like oh yeah what's funky with it and he's like so it's this switch and this is the volume and I was like <laughs> that's the on button you just showed me the on button it says on off I can read and the funniest thing was that at that same show oh god uh, they so Taylor had provided the sound system for it and like the whole PA system and was running Taylor sound is fantastic at running sound and mm-hmm. a genius it's fantastic at that and it was uh <laughs> it was a pretty new almost brand new I think it was the first yeah. show that we played with oh, that yeah. PA system and um you know we kept it at a moderate level Taylor had it perfectly set sounded perfectly great set. don't don't touch my feet <laughs> um, and then um they just started they, they kept cranking it and took the gain boy <laughs> all the way up and Taylor was like hey uh we might need to turn it down a little bit you're gonna blow out my speakers and they were like but the vibes bro they said that and then they said that in those words verbatim but the vibes bro and Taylor was so taken aback that she just 
was like, what, what can you say after that? <laughs> you can't say anything. And they, they blew the speakers. They, 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 they broke it. They yeah. broke it. Yeah. Oh my God. They broke it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need but a vibe check. Holy shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> important. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, Hello, Hello baby. Hello. <laughs> this is the only good boy ever. I promise. Absolutely. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. It sucks that that has happened to y'all, but. You know, I'm sure as soon as you shred, that changes everything. We yeah. get a lot of comments, or a lot of, like, compliments on our Nirvana cover. <laughs> oh, yeah? Really funny. Yeah. It's a fantastic cover, and it goes nuts every time. But just, Which like, cover? every time, like... Territorial pissings. Territorial pissings, yes. Nice. Uh, they scream it. It's fantastic. Taylor, like, loses the guitar and goes out and moshes. And I, I admit, it's a great song, and we, we do it fantastically. Uh-huh. But if that's, it, it always rubs me slightly the wrong way when that's the one song that somebody can, like, point out and comment. They're like, because they don't, like, call it Territorial Pissings. They're just like, oh, I loved your Nirvana cover. <laughs> well, like, great. <laughs> we're just we're just a Nirvana cover band now. Yeah, <laughs> I will say though, people Nirvana. like that tend to be the minority. We've had a lot yeah. of yeah. a lot of really good supportive people. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. As, as we keep um, gaining momentum and getting bigger, the the amount of people that say ignorant things and do ignorant things to us and just treat us poorly has mm-hmm. gone down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's really good. At least because I mean they can't ignore the fact that you're freaking shredding up there and that you have awesome music. It's like the more they're exposed to it, they can't deny it. That's for sure. Thank you. That's so awesome. And it sounds like the local scene is being pretty good to you right now, huh? Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. It's for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And the the most that I've heard about um, the Minneapolis scene was a little bit from um, my friend who runs past the mic. Colleen. Yes, Colleen is amazing, uh, and I love her. Shout out to Colleen. But uh, but yeah, it seems like things in Minneapolis are pretty pretty awesome when it comes to DIY. What do you like about it? I like the community. There's like such a like, you know, I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna come to all your shows. We're gonna mosh at every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Like no person will be standing still as long as like your friends are in the pit cheering you on. It's so fun, and there's so many people with such a diverse set of skills and talents that like like it just within like our little friend group we have like you know the photographer the videographer the visual mm-hmm. artist and us as bandmates and all that kind of stuff it's really fun we've made a lot of really good friends yeah, yeah. and That's just seeing like our friends grow within the scene and ourselves grow within the scene and even like friends like who aren't necessarily in the scene like um both of the people who um filmed our music videos hadn't been super involved with the DIY scene much but then we're able to become a part of it through that and just grow it even more and become just like a huge loving thing yeah yeah I don't know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) I love that artists supporting artists that's like the most crucial part of DIY anyway so that's awesome you're setting that tone too with your band that was one of our that was one of our big goals especially with this album was we wanted to work with as many like specifically femme mm-hmm. artists as we could. Mm-hmm. So for music videos, for visual art, all those sorts of things. I think the only person we didn't work with that wasn't femme was Abe. Yep. Yeah. Our producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he did a fantastic he, job. He was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can have your token it's, man. <laughs> yeah. 
It's all about the DIT in DIY, doing it together. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I wish that we as a community could just like rebrand it to DIT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know our label, Brace Cove, is definitely trying yeah. to do that. That is absolutely where I stole that from. That's so good. I love hearing that. I'm doing it together. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. God. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Well, kind of like with a little bit of that in mind, I know that we're kind of at the start of 2020 here, and I'm kind of wondering, um, were there any like albums or uh, releases last year that y'all were really, really excited about that you think people should know about? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> There's so many. The like, Boys EP. Um, Phony. Is, yeah. Phony. It's yes. so good. So good. Yes. Um, this wasn't last year. It was technically this year. It was Monday. Monday, um, but Partition's uh, debut LP, Prodigal Gun. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, absolutely so stellar. I work morning shifts, and it's terrible and it's awful. <laughs> and every time, like I drive home from work, it's just on repeat because it's just. National Park Service put out a damn good EP. Um, yes, mm-hmm. it's really good. And Floodwater put out a song. Asparagus. And. Ooh, Natalie Fiddler. Natalie, Natalie Fiddler, Fiddler put out a Steak and eggs. Eggs. Steak and eggs. Also, Power Move, the single, Ooh. is like, oh, my anthem. I love it so much. That's so awesome. So, yeah, we've got all sorts of things. <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Also, we have to check Woods. all these out. Yeah. yeah, Girl Woods, I Sold My Soul to the Devil when I was 12 is a banger after banger after banger. Oh, yeah. Dang. Okay. You've given me a list of awesome releases to catch <laughs> up on for sure. This sounds so good. Um, any you're hyped on for this year? Ooh. Ours. Um, ours. <laughs> Ooh, there's Just, more music on the way? No. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? I know I was putting out an album this year, and I'm excited oh. to hear that. Yeah. They, they put out a single, Ding Dong. It's really good. Check that out. I'm really excited for uh, Bob Ross, Mob Bosses, oh. new EP, mm-hmm. uh, The Future is Chrome. I'm excited to see where that's going to like. I'm just very excited. I'm They're curious mm-hmm. how that's gonna go. There's a band <laughs> the called, title like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a band called Bugsy that's yep. putting out their first EP, and they've been like teasing this since like June of last year, and I'm so mad that it's just coming out now. A long-awaited yeah. EP. Yes, I'm so excited for Bugsy's EP. I know they had some like trouble, like they're like with their mixing and stuff like that. So but, now like, they've they gotten it figured <laughs> out. Finally coming! I'm so excited. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, I'll have to check out all these things as they come out too. I'm always trying to find out like what's new, what's good, and stuff. So thanks for all the recs. That's for sure. So you mentioned that you have music coming yeah, out this yeah. year. Is there anything you can tell me about that? It's gonna well, be all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be an angry album. You're gonna oh, hear yeah. a lot of anger. That's the vibe so far. Yeah. <laughs> there will be there we'll sprinkle a few pop tunes in there, but like for the most part. I think angry. with what we've been writing right now and like the vibes that we've been feeling out, um punch me in the face if I'm not allowed to say this, but I'm just going for it. I think it does really like with the stuff that we've been writing, it like continues on the themes mm-hmm. of grow grow up but just like looks at them with like a bit of an angrier view kind of a more like you know what i don't really deserve this kind of view and just kind of like ready to take things back mm-hmm. yeah i love that 
Sounds exciting. I can't wait to feel empowered by this. That's for sure. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what time of year you might be trying to get this out? I just want to keep the people staying tuned. Mid summer. Mid to late summer, probably. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sounds news to me. News to me. <laughs> Sounds like a really great thing to look forward to this summer. So awesome. Well, I'm stoked because uh, I love everything you've done with Grow Up. I can't wait for more. This is an awesome release. Thank you so much. Thank you you so much. Yeah, of course. So I always like to kind of end my interview with a kind of tricky question. Get ready. Um, If if you could play with any three artists or bands that can be currently active or bring them back from the dead, who would it be? You can each pick three. My first. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Katie's so (laughs) My first answer is always Freddie Mercury. Nice. I I just, I love him so much. He's such a queer icon and like his, Mm -hmm. his like stage presence is just like unfathomable to me. Like, I think it's just, it's just so good. I would, I would, this is going to be so cheesy. I I would play with the Beatles. I mean, who wouldn't? They're so great. Um, But I'd also play with this band called Hers that is mm-hmm. unfortunately they're passed on, but uh, I'd bring them back from the dead and play a little ghost show. That's <laughs> <laughs> an awesome show. Mm. It's gonna be. You're gonna want. steal all mine, aren't you? Uh, I don't think I am actually. Okay. So we get three of them. <laughs> yeah, you each get to make three. Like one, two. So I'm I'm just gonna do the full three. Um, so. It, it's a bit of a tacky answer, um, but the Ramones really got me, like, into punk music and have just, like, been a consistent, like, vibe my entire life, and so definitely bringing them back from the dead, and then also because I haven't, I, I just, I love classic rock, I mean, classic punk Blondie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Blondie. Yeah, we need to cover a Blondie Playing, with, oh, yeah, really playing with Debbie yeah. Harry? Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then, uh, to bring it more into the modern day, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna finish it off with Girlwood. Oh, okay. Can I add? That's attainable. Yes. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna add no doubt. I just think Ooh. playing with Gwen Stefani would be just the most fun thing Ooh. ever. <laughs> that would be All incredible. Right. My three have to be Bikini Kill. Like, that's a lifelong dream of mine. I literally comment on like a ton of their pictures just being like, hey, <laughs> I exist. <laughs> Oh, I have to do Bikini Kill. Um, and then Babes in Toyland. They're Minnesota folks and they're so good. And then email us. <laughs> <laughs> My last one is so unattainable, but it's Lizzo. Um, oh. I love Lizzo more than anything. And I feel like we have a lot of like similar vibes without being like at all the same genre. But I feel like we're both just like, Femme power and like inclusion, inclusion yeah. and badassery and love thyself and all that kind of stuff. So I really, really would love to do that. But Plus, she's Minneapolis based. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Minneapolis represent. She came and talked in, at my high school um, back when I was in high oh school. My gosh. And really? So fucking yeah. Cool. Watching her growth, like, I mean, I know my entire like class that like got to meet with her has just been like a Lizzo stan to use for lack of a better term, but since then just to watch her grow and just do what she's doing now is fantastic and I love to see it yeah that's a hometown hero right there so yeah absolutely. Absolutely. If she, 
like she's somebody who's so community engaged like look it sounds like in a sense of like locally and like on a global scale like I saw her like she was like volunteering in Australia like taking time off her yeah, tour oh to like freaking go help people and like what yeah. a good human seriously That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love Lizzo <laughs> <laughs> me too me too that's like if I were to ever get that big with the podcast, that's a dream guest, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. I actually, I'm going to break your rule and I'm going to do four because <laughs> they just came to mind and it is slightly more attainable than my first two, but um, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I, yes. I, I was waiting for one of you yes. to say that and I was surprised you didn't. I mean, they're back together it's now. Possible. They've been yeah. painting at an American tour. I will definitely be emailing them. <laughs> I'm going to add another one as well. We have crossed into mid 2000s emo and I freaking oh. love it. <laughs> love it. That's so awesome. Well, some of these that you've rattled off are totally attainable over time. I'm always like thrilled whenever I see some of my favorite bands that have been on this podcast end up going on these really sick tours or playing these awesome gigs that they've dreamed about. So all the vibes in the universe, the good kind of vibes that yeah. you know, so that don't require Send any um, blowing out PA. We'll make it happen. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll give you only good vibes. But yeah, uh, y'all are so talented. I would not be surprised if I saw you on some really sick shows. That's for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> so with that kind of in mind, what are some of kind of your goals for this year? I know you talked about like obviously putting out another record, but you're going to try to tour, play more local gigs. What's, what do you have in mind? We have a tour planned for June, June, mid June. Yeah. It's going to be just Midwest states, Midwest, mm-hmm. but hopefully by this time next year, we'll be spreading out even more. Than yeah. that. We've got some cool people from all over the country because they come and tour in Minneapolis. So uh-huh. we've got friends in many places. <laughs> That's so awesome. Visit every single one of them. Yes. <laughs> you got to. You got to you got to get to where you are down here in Florida cuz I I know oh, booking fun. folks. We can hook you oh. up. Oh, oh, let's do it. My cousin, my cousin's going to medical school in Florida so we could go visit him. <gasps> That's so awesome. Well, I love to hear that. I can't wait to like follow all of your like progress. It's so cool to see what you're doing and I hope everybody follows you too. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you much. So much. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, where can everybody keep up with y'all online as Vile? Uh, so anywhere you look for us, we are V-I-A-L-M-P-L-S. Vile Minneapolis. Vile yeah. Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yeah. But it, it's fun. It has a little... It, it's yes. knuckle tats. Um, vile as in, vile is in the container, not the angry word. <laughs> <laughs> Good to clarify. Uh, I think it's Vile MPL LS Knuckle Tats. I do think they are officially like part of the band. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Hell yeah. Everybody please follow Vile. They are clearly awesome and wonderful. It's been so much fun to talk to you. It was really fun talking to you too. You, you have such good questions. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I aim to please, that's for sure. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining. Everybody keep up with Vile. Thank Thank you.
Record Vile. Thank you so much to Brace Cove Records for the introduction and for Vile for chatting with me. Be sure to check out Grow Up and give them a follow because this is the sort of band that you'll want to cheer on well into 2020. I know I'm hyped for more music. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. And hey, your reviews help other people find the podcast, so spread the word. Uh, for more news, thoughts, feels, or just all of the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. And I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. We've got tons of episodes to put out this year, and I want you on them. Until next time, stay angry and uh, get a little loud. It's a new year. Show your voice off, okay? Bye for now.